Howdy, folks. You're listening to Chaos for Kinky, which is hopefully what you were meaning to do, and that you're not here on accident, which is possible. But if you are and you're over 18, stick around. Yeah, but if you're not over 18, please go 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 away. away. Imagine me throwing a pack of fruit snacks across the room. Wow, is that like because they're little? Because they're under 18, so they eat fruit snacks? Yeah, we're going to also deal you an insult in this episode of Bratting. Hello, and welcome to the Case for Kinky podcast. This podcast discusses adult topics, so if you are offended by adult topics or are under the age of 18, please stop listening now. Also, while Miss Jen is a therapist, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are not to be taken as personal therapy for you. She is not your therapist. And if she is your therapist, just remember that what she says only technically counts in your private sessions. Hello, Miss Jen. Hello, Eden. How is you today? How is me? How is you? I is fine. You, you're looking fine. <laughs> oh, God. In my pajamas. I love you in your pajamas. It's one of my favorite looks that you have. Did you notice the socks I put on today? No. <gasps> Stick out a foot. Let me see it. Let me see those I'm bad covered boys. covered in cat. Let me see those little piggies. I can't. I actually can't. Well, what but are I will socks? tell you right now, they're my rainbow gay socks. Oh, good. We actually have a couple of rainbow gay socks, so I do have to ask you to clarify which rainbow gay socks are you talking about. The thinner ones. The long, thin the knee highs. Okay, cool. Are you you're wearing knee high socks under your yeah, pajamas? But I didn't pull them up to my knees. I just they're scrunched. So you're incorrectly wearing knee high rainbow socks, and you wanted me to know. I'm wearing them how I want to wear them, which is the correct way for me. I don't know who's being bratted here. <laughs> I'll be honest. I'm not sure in what direction the bratting is going, but the energy is strong in this room. Today we're talking, as you know, about the topic of bratting. Um, there's so many directions this could go. I mean, it could just be a whole episode of us trolling each other and we could just call that bratting and that would be valid um but there is actual stuff that we could talk about that's more serious about bratting um i mean mm-hmm. uh, go ahead oh okay she's still forming a thought or something or she's being polite i don't are you being polite Did you just keep going because I'm, I'm gonna not switch gears but well i was gonna say the topic of bratting comes up a lot um in my support group because a lot of S-types. What support group is that? The S-word. <laughs> S-dash-word. It uh, looks like... Like sword. S- like sword, yes. <laughs> Except we don't pronounce the W, the sword. <laughs> he drew his sword. Um, the S-word is a group for S-types, switches, and people who are exploring. Basically, the only people who aren't allowed are D-types. Sorry, y'all, but not really. Um, anyways. I use it as alone time. Yes, yeah, so you use my time leading the group as your alone time, yes. Yeah. Um, she doesn't go into the group and sit down and go, it's my alone time. No, no, no. (laughs) I'm not allowed in the group. So I hang out with myself and have some alone time. It's lovely. Yeah. Make sure that when you go into your throat and you talk low, that you're close enough to the microphone that it picks you up. Lovely. Thank you. Um, in any case, uh, it comes up a lot. Bratting comes up a lot when you get into a group of S types because, um, a lot of S types are called brats. Basically, if you are an S type, and you ever have a comeback for anything, you're clever, you're funny. Sarcastic. Um, or, if, yeah, if you're sarcastic, or if you just have a bubbly, kind of, like, more playful personality, chances are at some point in time you're going to be called a brat, either jokingly, affectionately, or as an insult. Um, I don't love the pervasiveness of brat being used as a way to um, pass judgment on S-types. Like, 
bratting, when someone calls an S type a brat, it's often a warning, like, hey, you're being a brat, or hey, I'm qualifying your human behavior as this. Um, I think there's a distinct difference between being a brat, engaging in bratting, and being a person who has everything they do funneled through the lens of bratting because it doesn't conform to what people imagine in their minds a submissive should be like or should do. So this is a very like complex conversation when you sit down in a group of S-types and you actually talk about it. Um, but I want to clarify today for today's episode, basically. I do not identify as a brat in terms of an identifier. Like, I don't identify that way. But I do... What? <laughs> Nothing. I heard that. <laughs> I do engage a lot in bratting with my dominant. Um, and I think it's fair to say that. And I don't mind that that's how it's qualified. The reason I don't identify as a brat, I, like in terms of like a title, is because it's not something that is, I don't know, a primary quality of who I am as a submissive. Um, but I am a playful, sarcastic, intelligent adult, and that is part of who I am as a person. So I kind of separate the two, but I do know people who identify as brats, and that is like their title, that is a huge kink for them. They excel at it. They're really wonderful at it. And that's totally valid if you identify as a brat as well. It's just not something that resonates with me when it comes to titles. Um, but I think I have the qualities. I have the qualities. You I think definitely if, have the qualities. What? I think if you listen to this um, <laughs> podcast at all, you'll discover very quickly that a lot of our interactions and our back and forths could be qualified from both directions as bratting, but especially from mine. But I think that it's especially from mine because I'm the S-type and because S-types are kind of, again, held to a standard where any sort of frivolity, um, jokes at the D-type's expense or pushback, even playful, is deemed in this way. Um and I don't prefer that. I prefer for bratting to be something that an S-type claims on their own. Because I think then it's fair. I think it's fair. Um, but it's kind of, it's an interesting conversation. I think there are many people who disagree and say that they can spot bratting from a mile away, whether the S-type acknowledges it or not. Um, what's most important at the end of the day about bratting is that everybody involved with it consents to it. So um, those are some more serious thoughts surrounding this topic, which I'm already kind of giggling about because bratting shows up in our dynamic and in our relationship in such a fun way uh, it's hard to talk seriously when we're reflecting on ourselves with it well and I think you know I want to speak more to the consent part because I you know we in our dynamic bratting being playful etc is a part of how we relate to each other it's flirting but too, there kind of. are also lines right so like there are, you know, situations, for example, like if we are in a high protocol situation or um, whatever, like whatever the thing is, like there are situations where it's not going to be as acceptable. But also there's lines where, you know, and I think, you know, after five years, Eden, you kind of, you know, have more and more understanding of where that line is. But if it gets to a point where it's crossing a line or it feels like it's gone from playful brattiness to something that feels a little bit more either disrespectful or just pulling you out of the headspace I'd like you to be in, then I communicate that in some way, whether it's a look, whether it's verbalizing it, what, you know, um, from a D types perspective. Now keep in mind that when I was an S type, 
I was often referred to as a Sam, which is smart-ass masochist. It's the same thing. It's this different word, same thing. You always say it isn't, but it is. It's just that your ego liked Sam better than Brett. Well, I think also, I wonder if, because back when I first started, Brat was seen as a negative Derogatory. thing, yeah. right? It was like if if you were being Brat, like a lot of D-types looked at if somebody was a Brat or being Bratty, it was seen as a negative thing. Um, whereas being called like a smart-ass masochist is describing, I think, more of what we, how we describe Brattiness now. Does that make sense? Like, I think it does. I mean, I I'm not I wasn't there, so I can't speak to <laughs> the veracity of these two terms being different enough for you to take pride in one and not the other. But I think at this point, one, you just don't hear smart ass masochist, aka Sam, very often anymore, period. It almost has been swallowed whole by bratting. Well, that's what I'm kind of trying to yeah. say is that bratting is less <sighs> Bratting is seen as less of a negative now, I think. Um, before, it was like if you're being a brat, it was the label was used oftentimes to describe being disrespectful. And that's the, you know, if somebody's, if an S type was being disrespectful, it was like you're being a brat. And that was a negative, as opposed to a smart ass masochist, which is referring more to that, oh, they're being a smart ass to get like punishment, for example, which now we look at bratting as more like that. Right. As, yeah. as that playfulness to, you know, either encourage playfulness back or to get some sort of punishment and, and that kind of thing. And so I think, you know, in terms of consent, though, I think that mo- a majority of the D types that I have met over time and know now are open to some level of brattiness. I do know D types that want zero of it. They want none of it. They want nothing to do with it. They want no bratting, no playfulness. They want somebody to follow and listen and obey and be a human, but not push back in in a bratty kind of way, right? But I think that's my guess. I haven't done an official poll or anything, but my guess is that that is the minority of D-types because I, I think, well, I'll speak for myself as a D-type, and maybe this is because I myself as an S-type, when I was an S-type, and even now as a D-type, I am a sarcastic, playful person. So for me, I can play with that and it's fine. Like I said, if it gets to crossing a line of what I feel is disrespectful, I will say that or whatever. But I usually enjoy playing with brattiness because it can you know, bring out the sadistic tendencies in that moment to play with. And I like head games and and kind of mind fucking and that kind of stuff. And so it plays into that as well. Well, interesting note on that. And this comes up every time we talk about this. Um, But now it's going to be on a podcast. So it's permanently on repeat. We can just listen to it. We can just play this whenever we want to explain the weirdness of our dynamic. Miss Jen does like mind fucking. Um, we don't explore it too intensely, but one of the ways that she plays with this is by not always making it clear where the line is with things like bratting. Um, because the, my discomfort over not knowing where the line is or like getting close to crossing it and not being sure, some, that's something she enjoys. Every and once she's in a while, willing. I like to see you yeah, squirm. Yeah. She's <laughs> willing to take the risk of that type of play by knowing that I might accidentally cross it, the line 
it being the line, um, because I was not clearly told that that the line was there. And so that's kind of the risk that she takes on as the D-type playing with fire, basically. And I wouldn't punish you for that. No, but um, I I also... maybe. Punishment, yeah. Yeah. I also, though, don't ever actually want to disrespect my dominant, ever. Um, It's just not what I want to do even when we're arguing and I am disrespectful if, if which Miss Jen will say like that was disrespectful the aim wasn't disrespect it was you know I'm angry or I'm processing or I didn't think about how that sounded like that's usually where it comes from but I'm never deliberately being disrespectful even in serious moments and definitely when I'm being playful or bratty um that's this disrespect is not intended it's it's a, an established part of how we interact that we both really enjoy for the most part. Now, what's funny about this is I do all of the editing for the podcasts. And up until this point, like we had a YouTube channel going for almost two years. And that channel was, in my humble opinion, sterile in terms of how we interacted with each other. There were a couple of times, a couple of videos where that wasn't the case. And we we were certainly funny. Like I'm not coming down on us unfairly. I just feel like our interactions weren't as, you know, casual and organic because, I don't know, when there's a camera on you, you well, freeze. you're worried about, like, how you look and the lighting and the angle and yeah. Regardless, worrying though, about all these other things. In the last, we've only been doing the podcast for, like, two or three months. And in the past two or three months, I've had the privilege to hear how I sound and how she sounds organically. And I have found myself uncomfortable with some of the interactions we've had. And I've gone to her and I've said, hey, I really feel like in this episode, I sounded too disrespectful or like my playfulness, which you were not offended by, came across in audio as way harsher than it was. And Miss Jen will always say, no, that's not the case, you know, because we don't put things out on onto the podcast that we both don't approve of, you know, Um, but I have noticed that sometimes I don't like where I go with the bratting. Like I actually feel differently than she does because um, I don't know. I think some of it has to do with as well, like front facing dynamic versus behind the scenes dynamic behind the scenes. Like the only person who matters at all is her and me basically. Well, I guess I, I love how I said it only person is you, but like I'm also a person. <laughs> well, we're both in the relationship. Yeah, But I mean, like my focus is on her and I trust her to, draw the line and to like give me the eye the look the sexy but scary you're in trouble look if I'm on the the line right but when we put this out into the world and when we're in front of people or we're doing the podcast y'all hear about interpretation I worry about interpretation from others yeah and I worry that people will feel like I don't respect you or you aren't being respected period and that's something that I have listened to with the podcast and kind of been processing is how can I make sure that I put enough into the podcast, but also into our life where you are reassured? I adore you. I look up to you. I respect you. I love playing with you, but, you well, know. And I think, you know, whenever we are looking at a power exchange dynamic or anybody's relationship for that matter, our judgment from the outside in terms of when it comes to this kind of thing is kind of meaningless Like it's up to like if people hang around us just casually, you know, in our home or, you know, whatever. They see the bratting live. Yeah, they see it. They see us interact and obviously they see me play into it as well. Right. So 
you know, if people are listening and they're like, they can, they can say, oh, my submissive, I would never get away with that. That's cool. That's your dynamic. This is our dynamic, right? Yeah. So it's, it's fine. I mean, we can't stop people from, from judging, but we also don't have to give a fuck about it. I think what matters. <laughs> That's where I'm at. What matters a lot. Well, one, there is something to be said for protecting forward-facing or front-facing perception of dynamics. You know, it is important to me and to lots of people for, for you know, the D-type to be respected and for the dynamic to look like a dynamic ideally should. You know, I think a lot of us like to have that in public. Um, we have decided to peel that back and to be even more silly um, by exposing the reality of our dynamic to the public via the podcast, um, which is you know, it comes with its comes with its own stuff. But um Well and I have a really good example of like a time where our personal our personal kind of playfulness started to leak into an area that I wasn't okay with and we corrected it. Was it burping? No. It was during my announcements at events. There was a time when you were being silly on stage, but I couldn't see you. And afterwards because we've already discussed how compulsive you are about telling me everything you were like yeah I was I was being just silly and I didn't mean for it to be disrespectful but now I'm worried that it was disrespectful and I said I was like in that situation I'm up in front of people giving announcements as the host of this event I would like you to not be silly I want you to be in more of a high protocol headspace in the position you're in, literally physical position, because you're always kneeling next to me in in our position six, holding my water, right? And so in that in that time, we were able to discuss that. And I said, I, I want you to be serious in those moments, because for me, especially not being able to see you, it's kind of like putting up, you know, bunny ears behind somebody in a in a photograph, right? Oh, yeah, by the way, which Miss Jen does to me, but if I do it to her and she doesn't know until later, she's furious. Miss Jen can do the th- even little things to me, but if the joke is ever on her... Well, I can do plenty of stuff to you that you can't do to me, but that's besides the point. Oh, man. What I'm saying is... This, this is the dynamic. <laughs> well, it's true. It's a power exchange. I can do things to you that you can't do to me. That is one of the yeah, cornerstones. including bunny ears or... Cornerstone. That was the word I was looking for. When, was that during a, a podcast? That it I was. Find? Yeah. That... I think it was episode one of season two. You can go back and listen to her and not yeah. be able to find the word cornerstone. Cornerstone. That was what it was. You, you, you... <sighs> My point is there are certain situations where I either ahead of time or in the moment or afterwards have made it very clear here's a here's a situation here's a moment or whatever where it is crossing the line for me right and so we can have that discussion and you haven't done it since i assume um (laughs) don't give me that look just gave me the most mischievous look ever um but no i know you haven't because you do respect me and you respect the dynamic and you don't want to break one of my hard rules which is don't make a fool of me right and that crosses the line to me feeling like you're making me look foolish yeah so which is never the intention you know again, my continuous negotiation i always want my dominant to look the best that she can and um wow our cat echo just reached for the remote like a person i honestly thought he was he gonna as long as he TV could be on. right now yeah he I'm just gonna take out. a picture take a picture we Hold can on. put it on the podcast all right <laughs> she just dropped the phone on his head <laughs> 
So there will be no picture because Miss Jen just ruined the longboard. No, I got one picture. It's just the front of his paws a little. I'll fix Can it. Can you check on him? He's a little startled. I dropped it on my own person. I yeah, didn't drop it on but him. but a little tiny section of the phone touched his head. No, it didn't. Well, it startled him. He woke up. Well, because I dropped it on near him. Anyways, back to the topic. <laughs> Our relationship may have certain lines that are blurred, but there is a clear understanding of what type of behavior for the most part is okay and what isn't. And there's a clear desire for the bratting to happen because it's something that we both enjoy, that we both are engaging in. That's part of our romantic relationship. Honestly, it's, it's also part of what makes this podcast so funny. Right. Um, and I think, you know, it, it's going to vary from relationship to relationship, but yeah, I think um, bratting is bratting is something that keeps our playfulness in our relationship kind of fresh and alive. I think it's part of our it's part of our scenes too. We've had some scenes lately. I think in the beginning, in the beginning, there was not as much bratting in our scenes. And over the past like four to five scenes we've had, I've noticed that it's just a more fun and almost sometimes feral feeling in our scenes when we are playful. And we have drawn small crowds. I think because of the style of play that we do that is almost combative sometimes. Well, not combative. I would say I like to egg you on, right? Yeah. Well, and I, I'll have reactions to her that are clearly promoting. I was going to say promoting violence, promoting. I push, <laughs> promoting I push back. Sadism. I push back in a playful way during yeah. our scenes. I goad her on. Um, we feed off of each other and I'm not, I'm certainly not a doormat in our scenes. Um, and that energy and that playfulness that, hopefully makes our podcast enjoyable can make our scenes very sexy and and again you don't go too far like i know somebody who would bottom and they would like yell out things like is that all you got or like saying things that to me might cross the line to disrespect yeah um well i think what matters is the intention behind the action so like well their intention was to get hit harder but (laughs) but is my intention to coerce you and take things from you or is my intention to feed you? Well, and that's the thing. I think I think when it's fun, it feeds the sadism. And when it crosses a line, my response is, and we're done. Like, I don't feed... Um, Disrespectful behavior or yeah, coercive behavior. I don't behavior. feed, quote unquote, brattiness that crosses a line for me. Well, and again, the coerciveness is what I focus on. So I want to talk a little bit about coercive bratting for a second. Um, from either direction, really. But... Um, if your intention behind the things that you do is to get something from somebody else and to coerce them, you can almost guarantee that what you're doing isn't ethical and that it's going to hit that other person wrong, especially in a scene. You know, um, where does bratting come from, right? Does bratting come from a discomfort inside of you where you don't want to submit so you are resisting and you're using bratting and playfulness as a way to not give what you had consented to give in the scene like I don't want to willingly submit I want you to take it from me right now if that was negotiated and you said I'm going to be bratting in the scene I really want you to force me through this and the person says yes you're fine but if you walk into the scene without clearly negotiating I am going to resist everything you do emotionally and verbally I'm going to physically let you hit me but I'm going to 
just throw the kitchen sink at you in terms of whatever I got to do to let you know that I am not, I am not defeated by you. I'm not conquered by you. If that is your motivation for bratting and you don't disclose it and it's not consented to, um, that is what makes it disrespectful. And I think that's what gives bratting a bad name is this concept of coercive bratting. Um, because at that point you're bratting to get what you want with no care for what the other person needs from the scene. Because if you cared, you would have gotten consent. Yeah. And I, I think, too, like I was thinking about how, yes, there's a lot of bratting and playful behavior in our dynamic, but there's also not. Right. There's also. You don't see that because it's not fun to listen to for a podcast. But there's many <laughs> times when there's just polite and like legit well, like, discourse and love. For you just example, don't see when we have. When we're you either... see love. Hold on. Sorry. What? You see that we love each other. I'm saying like you don't see the calm, quiet moments in between. Because you can't film those because they're silent. The submissive surrender. Yeah, that doesn't get filmed or recorded. (laughs) But like when we do, you know, our high protocol days at home or if we're in, you know, running a high protocol event, bratting is not something I want to see, right? That is a situation and like even high protocol at home, which is, you know, might seem a little more relaxed. We're in high protocol. And so, um, you know, like the last time we did high protocol, (laughs) you want to get into that story i had put on music to have in the background because well this was actually consensual bratting it was at home a closed environment only the two of us we were not in a public high protocol event there was no need to tend public facing dynamic it was simply the dynamic between us as it exists raw and i bratted within the confines of what was allowed and you drew the line in a playful but still clear away Right. And it was fun. There was punishment involved. It was fun, but I also made sure that you didn't do that again. Yes, that's true. (laughs) What had happened was, and when you hear this, you'll understand why I had to say something. Um, Let me start by saying I wanted background music on, and so I turned on the TV, and I went to YouTube, and I just put on a, like, 80s playlist or 90s playlist It was 90s, and what she did was this. We're all set to do high protocol. I have my collar on. I am ready. I am like down to clown for this. Like I'm like, okay, let's do this high protocol thing. She's going to be cooking in the kitchen. Yes, she does leave. She does go to get the music started. She comes back in with the background of Gangster's Paradise <laughs> following her into I the kitchen. I didn't know what song the playlist would She's, start with. I just hit a random – it wasn't like she, one of my playlists. It was just YouTube. This white woman comes in with Gangster's <laughs> Paradise behind her getting ready to cook a meal. And I'm supposed to sit there – without saying anything and that was too much for me to bear and i had to say like something i think i said something along the lines of is this your new theme song oh you heckled me i heckled you about your gangster's paradise song and so what did i do she stuffed my panties in my mouth which was sexy i couldn't complain after that and then it played again later in the song repeat i had to hear gangster's paradise twice yeah so I feel like that was an understandable moment of bratting in a high protocol setting because you did something. It, it would honestly be like, I don't even know how to comp- what to compare this to. It, it was nigh impossible for me to not say something to that. But generally speaking, yes, when we're doing high protocol, I do not brat with you. Um, and there was a subtle difference too between, like I could have reacted to that in different ways, right? So I could have reacted in a... They were, I mean, both examples are going to be examples of quote unquote punishment, but I could have reacted by like giving you a slap or something like that, that would not have necessarily prevented it again, but I deliberately chose 
to essentially gag you <laughs> um, so that your speech was taken. Well, and it became part of a game. Like, I enjoyed that and honestly would probably, if you gave me that same stimulus or, like, something just as ridiculous, like, I'd probably poke a little again. Well, and then later you actually were having a gag reflex yeah. happen. So I, I took them out, but then I replaced it with something else something else but that, i gave you a reason yeah. to gag me like that is part of why the bratting in our relationship uh, regardless of whether we're doing high protocol which by the way very rarely does bratting occur but again how could i resist gangsters paradise oh my God. um but it gives you a reason to be spontaneously demonstrative in your dominance and as long as again it's something that we both are enjoying you know there's it's a beautiful thing it was a beautiful thing. And I, I if we ever get married, I would like Gangsta's Paradise <laughs> oh to be on God. the song list um, because I think it's part of our story. It's part of our history now. Um, you're the one that did it, too. You're the one. You were in control. I didn't do it on purpose. I just hit but 90s you, playlist. But you walked in like you couldn't hear Gangsta's Paradise behind you. I mean, it's a fun song. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I cannot with you. <laughs> I cannot with you. Um, anyways, but, you know, as you can hear, like, bratting is a joy. It's a, it's part of our love language is our, our playfulness. I like to call it our playful banter, but, you know, to be fair, in both directions, it can be pretty bratty. I mean, you could also argue that she was bratting me by playing Gangsta's Paradise during High Protocol, like, hey, bitch, Maybe if it had been on purpose, let's see yeah. if you respond to this. Oh, you, I mean, I can see her in the future putting on, like, Ring Around the Rosie and seeing if I respond, like... Just to see if she can provoke me to respond in high protocol. I could see her doing pulling something like that. She's making a face. That's not what I would choose. Okay, well, I picked... I'm not going to tell you what I would choose. Because you're probably going to do, do it. it. Yeah, exactly. But this is what I'm saying. Like, she's already <laughs> planning ways to sabotage me in high protocol because it's fun. Like, there's a, there's a fun. But this is all, of course, happening in our home. Well, and the reason and also I want to. It's our dynamic. Like, the other part of this, too, is that even though I am a common denominator, it doesn't mean that if I got into a dynamic with somebody else, you would that this tolerate would be acceptable. This. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't, you know, it's the energy and the dynamic between different people, even if there's one person is the same, there it's a different dynamic. Well, I mean, I was, I've actually thought about this because I don't actually know if it would ever happen where I would want to be in some sort of partial dynamic with another D type. Like I, I don't see that happening but it's possible but I doubt it would be a similar dynamic to what we have because what I have with you is what I have with you so I, on the same on the same token flip side yes I agree um but the other thing I wanted to clarify again and or not clarify the other thing I want to bring home Speak with this you. is that we do these things or like we explore the nuance of certain types of bratting in for instance I protocol when it only impacts us I would never play around with bratting in a high protocol setting where we were sharing that space. So like for our high protocol revival like projects, party, you mean? yeah, I wouldn't do it. You know, I, yeah. I, for the most part, try not to experiment with bratting in public. Like that one example you gave of being on the stage, I hadn't even thought of it in the moment as being disrespectful. And it was only afterwards I was like, oh no, like, I don't think she could see me. I now realize like, you know, and immediately regretted it, um, reported it, and we fixed it, you know. But, like, typically that doesn't really happen because I don't I don't like to take risks with that kind of stuff, you know. But, yeah, I think it's important to make sure everybody is consenting, understands what's going on in front of them, and that you're respecting the rules of whatever space you're in. I had another instance, which is, this is one of the ones that I want to talk about that I feel is an example of somebody kind of being a little bit shitty about it. So 
as I've mentioned, I'm a pretty playful person. And unless I'm in a dynamic with somebody, I don't act like they're my D-type. I do actually show deference to certain D-types that I know because I respect them. Um, and I will try hard to use honorifics. And earlier in my relationship, I didn't use honorifics with anybody else because Ms. Jen asked me not to. And only until recently have I asked to have that amended because we have different opinions about when to use honorifics. And um, she respects that I kind of would like to use them universally out of respect for people's identifiers. But that's kind of besides the point. There was a person I knew who I was pretty playful with him. Um, but I also, there was an undercurrent of tension between us. Um, but the same person approached me in front of multiple people who were watching to confront me about my playful tone with him because it made him uncomfortable because he didn't feel he, he kind of compared it to like a brother sister dynamic and he didn't like it. He didn't, he didn't want to be playful. He wanted to be treated and spoken to in a more respectful way, you know, and that was actually, I feel fair for him to talk about. I would have preferred him not do it in front of other people because that was kind of a personal private conversation that could have happened. But it also, I feel had to do a lot with him feeling threatened and uncomfortable with me talking to him and treating him playfully instead of deferentially as a D-type. I really would challenge D-types in particular to look at themselves and their egos um, when they're interacting with S-types. Because I, to this day, do not feel I was treating him disrespectfully or inappropriately. He had a personal preference. And if somebody comes up to me and says, I don't want to be familiar with you. I don't want to have a playful relationship with you. I'm going to respect that. Even if that means, okay, that's cool. We, we won't be good friends. We won't be friends at all, really. I, but I will treat you exactly as you've asked to be treated. Like, I will respect your boundaries. Like, but I think that he perceived my behavior as bratty. And it was nothing of the sort. It was, hey, I'm going to talk to you and be as kind to you as possible. But I'm also going to kind of hold you at an arm's distance. I see you as a human. But in no way do I respect you as if you are my D-type. I think that really bothered him. You know, and um, to this day, I feel exactly the same about him. Um, but I do respect that he put up and talked about his boundaries and his needs with communication, even in a situation where socially all it had to do with was a, a, a casual social dynamic. Um, some D-types, their egos are so large, they can't really be challenged even in social settings by S-types. Well, I'm going to step in. Step in. And say you know, just because somebody has a preference for how they are treated publicly doesn't mean that it's an ego issue. They might just have a preference or have certain boundaries around the DS perspective, right? So I'm not arguing with you about this particular thing. I'm just saying generally speaking, um, some people, some D types just operate differently. I'm not that way. Um, you know, we've talked a lot about our dynamic, but even when I think about like other S types who are our friends, they're plenty bratty to me, right? I mean, not in a disrespectful way, in a playful human to human way. And part of that, why I have no problem with it is because I see people as, hey, you're another human, you're a friend. I am not in a dynamic with you. So I'm not going to set, you know, rules and expectations on somebody who I'm not, who's not my S type. Um, I'm also just a very sarcastic, playful person. So if I'm friends with somebody, regardless of how they identify in the scene, I'm probably for the most part going to treat them the same as I would regardless of how they identify. I 
hear what you're saying. I want to admire the way that you are. I think if you, if somebody is going to demand respect, they should have a reason for doing so. The person I'm talking about in the situation that I'm reflecting upon, this person did not deserve the respect he was commanding from me. But I still respected him and and adjusted the, you know, the tone of our interactions. No, I know. And, And I'm sort of getting away from that example. He should have had that conversation with you privately. I agree with you on that. Um, and as a human, he's allowed to set that boundary. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, but I'm just kind of pulling away from that specific example and speaking in more general terms, because like I said, in the very beginning of this podcast, I think a majority of the D types I know, um, are more open to playful bratty behavior, but there are, there are some who are not, Um, even with people that they are just friends with, that they're not in a dynamic with, they just aren't comfortable with it. And it could be for a variety of reasons. Um, and I think that it's okay as long as that D type communicates it in a respectful manner, right? Just like you would in any other situation, human to human. Um, and I think maybe it's because, you know, I was for many years an S type, but I personally, my philosophy is that people should not be treated in any particular way just based on how they identify. Because to me, everybody is just another human unless you are in a dynamic with somebody and then you define that as you will. And, you know, granted, now I ha- we have friends who are S-types who will be bratty and I brat back. And especially those friends that, you know, I've talked about possibly playing with in the future, right? I'll use that as ammo to be, to do a little bit of mindfuck, sadistic, whatever. Um, But She keeps lists of what people do so she can remember (laughs) for later during scenes and read them all back each strike. It's true. Um, Well, not the second part. But yeah, no, I, I will play around and be like, oh, taking a note, right? And, and it's, it's a fun, playful thing and it's fun. Well, it's fun for me. I think it's fun for them too. Um, <laughs> wow. Maybe you should check. No, I'm sure. No, it is I'm sure them. it is. We, these are people obviously that, that we've become pretty good friends with. And, you know, even other people that I haven't talked about playing with in the future, you know, I, they will be bratty playfully and, you know, I, I play back into it in a playful way. Um, And I just, you know, but I'm also like, if I think about my vanilla friends, you know, before I found kink, we're all just a bunch of sarcastic assholes. Like that's, that's our love language. So for me, it's that, you know, when you get, start getting, you know, sarcastic or giving each other a hard time, um, to me, that's just kind of my, my friendship language. And, you know, it's interesting because when I was an S type, I would treat D-types that way who were my friends, right? I would be sarcastic. I would give them a hard time because I saw them as another human. I wasn't in a dynamic with them. And, um, you know, I I don't know. Like, they never challenged it. I don't, I don't know why. Um, were you trying to be challenged? Was it playful? Like, hey, let's challenge me? Or were you just? No, 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 no. Um I just, they were in the category of, this is my, my friend until or unless otherwise. So, you know, I, you know, I remember, you know, a D type 
this is many, many moons ago, but I remember a D-type telling me about, you know, a, a relationship dynamic fail. And I was just like, dude, what are you doing? Right? Like, I just called him out. Not in a mean way, but like I would to any friend. Like, hey, like, you got to think about this. This could go down a, a bad path or whatever. And I'm saying things very generically. But I... I wasn't there in the headspace of, oh, I'm an S-type and this is a D-type and I need to watch what I say. No, they weren't my D-type. I was friends with them. Well, this has a lot to do with (laughs) the way – like the barrier for entry when it comes to being a D-type and the barrier for entry when it comes to being an S-type. I mean, first, obviously, there is none. There is no barrier for entry. Anybody can say they're a D-type, which means that people who have no business calling themselves that can do it, and there's no way of telling, and there's no way of judging that. There's no way of controlling or moderating that. So for one, every D-type doesn't automatically deserve deference. All humans deserve respect, but not every D-type automatically, I feel, actually owns or has has come by that title in a way that is uh honorable that's a <laughs> weird word over there uh, me feeling like honorable is a weird word for this but i'm simply saying that to me if you um if you if anybody can be it it doesn't necessarily command respect number one but number two if we were to go down the route of all D-types deserve deference. I would argue that all S-types as well deserve deference. All S-types deserve to be treated just as respectfully. Why would a D-type warrant more respect than an S-type? Even That's if there what was I a, say. Like, we're all humans even if there first. Was, but I'm saying even in a world where it is hierarchical, which at this time it just isn't, unless you're in a, a, a specific community culture where you've built hierarchy and it's been done in a way where everybody involved can sense and can see how it how it flows basically there is no actual hierarchy in the scene at this point but let's say for the sake of fun argument that yes it exists and d types are above s types being above hierarchically doesn't mean that you get more respect without giving any yourself d types would also have to be respectful to s types and the problem with that is that i think even the use of by d types just like flippantly of bratting as a way of judging or as a way of you know denigrating s-types is a form of disrespect to call somebody something that is an identifier at this point um as a way of putting them in their place that's not respectful it's fine if you're in a dynamic with them or if you're in a hierarchy playful too i think like that happens with friends and stuff too that's why okay brat like that's why i specifically am talking about it being denigrating if you're doing That's it playfully, I mean. yeah. it's not meant to denigrate. It's meant to be playful, it's flirtatious, or it's fun, or it's friendly. But if you're doing it to denigrate and pass judgment because you think you're better than somebody, that's arrogance and that's enforcement. Enforcement of I am above you. I will make this a hierarchy by letting you know that I have a right to pass judgment upon you. And that's kind of why I feel like in no world does it hold water that D-types deserve automatic respect um from s types in that way because in order to to deserve it they would have to give it and i do see d types who do this and i respect them but i see a lot of d types who are very disrespectful to s types who treat s types like things to conquer and collect and that's that's the thing you can't (sighs) treating another human being 
differently or in a negative way just based on how they, not the D type, but how that other human identifies, like there's no, you have no right to do that, right? They're claiming an identifier for themselves and there's no, there's no reason for you to step in as another S type, as a D type, as a switch, as a bumblebee to step in and as a bumblebee (laughs) and treat somebody differently because of how they identify or to create or call them something maybe that they don't identify as as a put down as an insult because they are not behaving disrespectfully perhaps but in your eyes crossing a line just based on identifiers I hope that made sense. Yeah. I mean, we kind of, we've taken a little bit of an ambling walk, which I feel is still in the realm of the bratting conversation. Welcome um, to our podcast. Most episodes. We- <laughs> I think it's just the way the human conversations flow. Yeah. Um, but I think I wanted to kind of reflect and bring this point back to its original source, which was this example I gave of this person, this D-type who had a problem with me basically not being deferential to him in tone and being too familiar and playful. Um, in public spaces, everybody, every human has the right to say when they're uncomfortable or to kind of express when they want a certain type of interaction to not happen. And in that sense, I really feel like this person did a good job. I did this, this person did a good job stating their boundaries and their needs. And I was able to respect that and, you know, to, to adjust. Um, but also, I think that that position of I have a problem and I stick up my butt about this because I can't bear to be treated in a way that isn't deferential. I can't bear to be poked fun at. I can't bear it. My ego can't take it. That's the part for me that I attribute specifically to this person, but also to D-types who get their panties in a twist when somebody is being playful with them. Here's my question. Do you think he would have responded that way if it was another D-type doing the same thing as you were doing? You know what? Maybe. But I still think it comes to the same objection that I have, which is anybody who would have challenged, you know, the sense of I have to maintain a certain amount of D-typeness and dignity and like I have to be at a certain place in the hierarchy. And if anybody mocks that or threatens that, I don't feel comfortable. I'm saying I wonder if it was made worse for him because it was an S-type doing it. I think – it would have been bad I mean, either you way. I can't answer that. I'm just I can't. wondering. I'm kind of, It's an interesting know. question. But the point of it is, to me, it comes back to ego. What threatens you? How easily is your ego threatened? You know, and that, that, that for me, like, I bring that up in this conversation about bratting, and I tie it back into D-types specifically who feel especially threatened by a playful or, um, I don't know, well, like, well-spoken S-type, especially if they're not yours. And yet you are threatened. I think it's totally valid to say in a scene, unless we negotiate it, don't brat me. I think that should be not have to be said. I think that you should be consenting to these things or else they shouldn't be happening. Also in an environment that restricts those things. Like in a high high protocol protocol. environment. But if you're just casually in a dungeon and you can't handle it. Or a munch. But you can't (laughs) handle somebody being playful with you because it challenges your domliness. That's on you. Yeah, you can totally speak up and be like, I'm uncomfortable. And that's still good. Like you you still have a right. But it also reveals the fragility of your ego when you do things like that. You know, and to me, a dom with a fragile ego, it doesn't necessarily mean that they don't have the qualities or the ability to be a dom. But it definitely shows where a very large weak spot is. And if you have a fragile ego, 
you're more likely to need people to perform for you so that you feel protected. I, mean, I, think, I think this is also different, too, from a dominant who is, like, cool with, you know, friends and kind of bratting and, you know, social situations, whatever. But then if entering into a dynamic with somebody or if you ask them, what are you looking for in a dynamic? If they say, like, in my dynamics, I prefer no bratting i prefer you know a very whatever well and that's that's okay that's that's the, them talking about how they i'm just adding to the conversation i'm not challenging anything no no, I know. it's in that sense okay to just know who you are in terms of what you're looking for that's right? the place for that yeah your personal dynamics are the place for you to clearly like denote this is how i want to be treated as a d-type this is how, like how I'm going to treat you as my S type. How do you want to be treated? Like that's the place where you define those things. Those are the consenting right. partners that you can create any universe you want with. You can say you're a dog to me and I'm your master and that is valid in DS, but you're sure as hell not going to walk up to somebody in the street and say you're a dog to me and I'm your master. Right. Like, and that's kind of the thing Hopefully when it comes not. to, when it comes to bratting, <laughs> bratting is an interesting concept to talk about in this sense, because it's very easy to see when we bring up the example of you're a dog to me, I'm your master. You can't just walk up to anybody and expect them to engage in that type of dynamic with you. But bratting or being playful or poking fun or having a sarcastic banter, that is a style of communication and playfulness, sometimes a style of friendship and sometimes a style of mm, combativeness that exists well outside of scenes. It exists in the vanilla world. It is part of human interaction and relationship. Um, and in that sense, I feel outside of play and negotiation and dynamics, you don't really have the ability or the right to tell somebody how to behave but you do have the right to draw boundaries around yourself you do have the right to say that makes me uncomfortable you know and that's something again that i respect no matter where it comes from people have a right to say i i want to be treated a certain way even in public places i'm going to ask to be treated that way or i'm going to go somewhere else you know um yeah, so it's kind of I, important i know to look people who might be more kind of old school and it's like okay if we are in any kind of king environment if you are an s type there should be that deference to D-types. Even people who it's because of sort of how they were brought up in the scene, so to speak. I would challenge to say times have changed. I mean, they certainly have, I think, when it comes to how bratting is seen now, um, how it is interpreted. And so, you know, I, I can understand where some people are coming from if that's their perspective and... I would say perhaps you don't have to, obviously, but maybe challenge that a little bit. Take a look at it and ask yourself if this were just a friend or a coworker at work, would I have a problem with this? Or is this just because I know that this person happens to identify a certain way? And if that's the case, I would maybe just take a look at that and challenge that a little bit because if they're not yours, then they're... They're another human interacting in the world. Well, and also you have a right to call yourself a D-type, period. That is the way the scene works. And no matter what arguments we make or what conversation we have about whether or not there should be some sort of, you know, I don't know, gatekeeping or like whatever the word is, like some sort of standard for D-types, there isn't. There is not for any identifier in the scene. You can call yourself what you want. 
But ask yourself before you get on a high horse or you get angry because people around you aren't treating you like a king or a queen or whatever. What have you done to deserve the title? What makes you deserve to be treated deferentially in a setting that is social um, simply because somebody happens to have also whimsically chosen an identifier that happens to be the opposite of yours? What makes you really deserving of their respect? Because I will tell you this, when people respect you, you have earned it. You don't have to command respect when you earn it. You just get it. I personally believe this is why so many people call Mistress Cyan Mistress. She has earned the respect. She doesn't walk around commanding it. She doesn't get angrier in somebody's face if they don't call her Mistress. She doesn't expect it. A lot of people simply call her that because she's Mistress Cyan. She does wonderful things. She's a wonderful human. I respect the fucking hell out of her. She's one of the D-types and one of the people I admire most in the scene. And again, like there would never be a time that I can think of where I would ever even skirt being disrespectful to her. And if I discovered that there was something I was doing that she didn't prefer, I would change it. You know, and and that's again, I don't think we've ever had a conversation about the formality of that because we haven't had to. Um, If you're a D-type and you want that type of treatment, earn it. That would be my challenge if you... Well, and I would I would turn it around, too, to say if you're going to expect certain behavior from somebody just because they're an S-type, what sort of behavior should we expect of you as a D-type? Yeah, because, I mean, again. Right? I mean, it's, that's a fair question. And if there shouldn't be any expectation, then there it, probably shouldn't be on the other side either. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it would be nice if we lived in a world where everybody tried to – step it up a notch but i don't really know how we're gonna do that uh as a society of kinksters when all of us are basically in that camp at this point of you are who you are you say what you want to say you call yourself what you want to call yourself what you want to say yeah it it turns dungeons into a kind of casual social setting and if you want again if you want deference negotiate that Um, but until that time people might be playful with you they might be a little bit bratty with you outside of scenes and um that's just kind of the way that it goes. Uh, this has been quite the conversation about bratting. It, yeah, uh, once again, it, I feel like it winds. going to have some people, you know, this is probably one of those, like, to some unpopular opinion, but it's our opinion. What's unpopular and... about it? How is this unpopular? I mean, I don't, I mean. Well, all the D-types that don't like brats are going <laughs> to. Well, hold on. D-types who don't like bratting in scenes and dynamics in no way are under fire here. No, no, no. I know. As long as it doesn't go. What we're saying is that's fine if you've negotiated a scene or dynamic. But outside of that, like D-types, there's a whole thing about, you know, bratting in any circumstance isn't consensual unless you have consent. And there's a very fine line there because, you know, like I said, my whole life I've been sarcastic. Like it doesn't matter my role or what friends I'm with, vanilla, kink, or otherwise, it's just kind of a part of my humor. And so... Well, you know what this actually comes into at the very end here? Let me let me drop this bomb. There is a difference between feeling the need to externally regulate the people around you and erecting boundaries for yourself. They are two different things. People often get yeah. them confused. An example of this being confused is... Um, I don't know, making a rule up because you feel uncomfortable. Let's say that you feel really uncomfortable when people wear lavender perfume. 
It makes you uncomfortable. It reminds you of your grandmother. It's really disturbing in kink settings. You don't want to think of grandma. And this, what, what type of perfume? Did I say lavender? Lavender. This lavender perfume. Not if you're allergic to it. Some people are allergic. This lavender perfume really, really bothers you because of that. So you decide you don't want to be around it anymore. Pause. At this point, nobody's done anything that's a little bit weird. A boundary would be saying to people you're playing with and people who are around you, hey, I really don't like lavender, the smell of lavender. So when we're playing together or when we're closely interacting, would it be okay with you if you didn't, you know, um, wear that type of perfume? And if they say, I have to wear, you could say, that's totally fine. I'm going to go ahead and step back from you and I'm not going to be interacting with you as much if you do that because I'm a little uncomfortable with the smell. But, you know, you do you. That's a boundary. It's a respectful boundary. It lets other people have control, but it also gives them the option of understanding that you will move or not be there if the lavender perfume is on. Boundary setting is totally valid and pretty much almost always valid. I can't think of a time when boundary setting isn't valid. But externally regulating those around you is going to the person who runs the space, let's say a dungeon, and saying, I want you to ban lavender perfume in your dungeon or at this party. I'm going to be there and I can't stand lavender perfume. I want it banned. Because I don't feel safe in the space because the lavender perfume reminds me of my grandmother. You know how many things we'd have to ban? <laughs> there are people, I, I used a silly example, but there are people <sighs> who have problems with certain things in spaces, behaviors. Um, they have problems with other people being there. They have problems with lots of things. And instead of creating well, some boundaries. Some of those could be legit. But some of them are legit. We're talking about some of them the are legit. not so legit. Um, <laughs> there's there's some things that it's worth external regulation for, you know? So like racism, let's externally regulate that. Lavender perfume might be a boundary setting thing. And I think people struggle to understand what should be externally regulated and what could be solved and what should be addressed with personal boundaries. And I feel like when it comes to human interactions, brattiness or playful banter, sarcasm in particular, this is something that you should be putting boundaries up around yourself with. Um, it's not something that you should externally regulate to the point where you're so extreme that you say nobody should ever be bratty or any version of this amorphous blob thing I call brattiness. No one should ever do this to anybody unless they have had a verbal confirmation that they can be bratty. Because it's basically like saying anytime you do something that is playful, sarcastic, um, basically any communication that isn't straightforward well, and clear I don't and respectful. like this personality trait yeah therefore mm -hmm. anyone around me needs to you know shut down this particular personality trait it's like well yeah it, it's <laughs> that's a personal boundary you can set but it's not something that you can or should be allowed to externally regulate because it inhibits a vast majority of people. It micromanages social interaction and it's going to cause a lot of discomfort and unhappiness for the many because a few people really struggle with it. It doesn't mean that those few people can't say, hey, I really don't like that interaction, which again, kudos to the person who I brought up in the example yeah. for saying I didn't like this because that's a boundary setting and I was able to respect that person's boundary. Just perhaps have more tact and not do it in front of a bunch of people. That's a separate issue. That's a, that's a tactfulness <laughs> thing. But, um, but it's not an external regulation. It's not something that should be externally regulated. You're petting your um, cushion. Yeah, creepily while I stare at you. I have an actual cat here. Wow. Now we're just now we're just one-upping each other. I have an actual cat. This conversation didn't go the way I wanted it to. I wanted the conversation to go with me bratting you a lot during the episode. Yeah, it started that way. I know, but then we just got really serious about it. And I also well, talked about this example. It's an interesting topic because... Hold on. <laughs> yeah, I think we thought that the episode would be sort of a 
a lot of examples real time of bratting behavior. But I think that the topic itself and what we have gone into is important because it's one of those topics that has a lot of nuance and there's a lot of different opinions on both sides of the slash. You know, I mean, we didn't even take a deep dive into theories as to why people brat. I know we mentioned kind of one of them. Uh, but you know, there's, there's a lot around this topic and, you know, I play with you. I call it playing like it's considered bratty behavior, but I play with you because I think you're cute. I think you're sexy. Um, you're the person who bites me when I poke my finger in your mouth. Like I like the chain reaction, the, the chemical reaction of us when we're playful together and I do that consensually with a partner who equally enjoys having a finger Poking near them back. so they can bite. Yeah. <laughs> I think um, there is something so human and playful and fun and lighthearted about being able to have sarcasm or back and forths and banter. You know, I I notice that a lot of people want to be able to retain that. And there is this sense for DS that everything has to be so serious. Well, and you know, you know it's interesting. I just thought of a memory um, – where I remember a DS couple was talking about how they would be sarcastic with each other in the beginning of the relationship and they ended up banning sarcasm because they were finding that it was being weaponized and it was being used in a more serious, disrespectful way. Um, So I just want to kind of differentiate that from the type of sarcasm that is very clearly playful. coming from a place of playfulness. Yes. Yeah. And that's kind and of where I, I think I want to end on this. If you are somebody who identifies either as a brat or you enjoy bratting. D or S. Yes. Either <laughs> way. If you're well, D types. <laughs> if you enjoy it, one, what's not to like, what's not to enjoy, totally understand. If you don't, you do you. But I'm going to speak to those who like to do it. Ask yourself and make sure that the reason you're doing it is to excite your partner, is to um, consensually brighten the notes of your scene um, and make sure that it's coming from that place of playfulness and not from a place of um, resistance, combativeness, and wanting to basically bottom from the top or top from the bottom, whoops, and basically (laughs) not top from the bottom. I just had a fun thought. You know how we talked about how one of the reasons, and we didn't do a total deep dive, but one of the reasons that S-types will brat being that they're less comfortable submitting. And so it's their way of saying, like, I'm not going to give you my submission. I want you to take it from me. Mm-hmm. And so it makes it more permissible for themselves. I wonder if the D-types who prefer that kind of interaction for play, like, I don't need you to brat for me to want to hit you, right? Oh, man. That didn't sound right, but you know what I mean. Um, Oh, man. (laughs) But I wonder for D-types who kind of thrive on or look for brats, self-identified brats to be in a dynamic with, if it's playing off the same idea of I need you to brat so that I have an excuse to be sadistic or to be dominant. I mean, maybe, you know, and that's... Just an interesting thought that just popped into my head. It's almost... Not, I'm not saying it's a form of role play, but it almost Mm -hmm. is because it's like, I want you to push so that I can pull, you know? I mean, it's, it's basically helping to regulate the flow of energy in the scene. And bratting is really great for that. And playfulness is really great for that. But it's not everybody's cup of tea. And as a final 
shout out to all y'all listening. If you are not somebody who is a brat or you don't like it, that is totally okay. You have every right to exist. You have every right to say, not here, not in this dynamic and not with me. You set your boundaries. You set them firm. and gets to define their own dynamics. Yeah, and just remember, you know, when you're socializing, you're socializing. When you're playing and you're building dynamics, it's another it's another zone, you know? Um Whew, we did it. We did the episode. I have to have this episode end, but I have to end it on the note of this. <laughs> I love that we both went to making notes. Um, mine has a frog in it. Follow us on Instagram, please. Please. We really, really need Instagram followers. Please follow us there. Um, and if you happen to be somebody who excels in advertisement, please go ahead and reach out to us um, we via need email. Help. Um, we actually really do want to take our podcast seriously and get the word out. So that's something that I am actually asking directly to any listener who has skill set in advertisement or understands how to set that up. We want to do better. Um, and if you want to um, become a, a patron, that would help us because we can't actually afford to pay anybody for help. <laughs> but we will soon with all of our patron money. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time on K is the Kinky. Bye. I thought you wanted to save you well, Precious Kinklings, but your new sign off is bye. It's too late. It's already been two seasons. It's not too late. You can can edit. Do you want to try it? Yeah. All right. Go ahead, Miss Jen. Bye, Precious Kinklings.